Hi, and welcome back. You made it to episode eight. Yeah, three C's. Last week, we um, talked about dethroning the ego, and now it's time to take the next step to building a positive culture instead. In that, you know, in that void, hopefully that void where the ego once was. And um, this week, we'll unpack the three C's, uh, which are communication, conflict, and companionship. So let's get to it. This is the real work of relationship, and we're excited that you're listening. Enjoy this episode. Hi, I'm Colin. And I'm Elitia. We're the host of When When Love Love Works. Works. This podcast is about the real work of relationships. Each episode will focus on the how-tos of building, repairing, and sustaining healthy relationships. Yeah, the goal of the When Love Works podcast is to provide our listeners with the education, practical techniques, and options to be successful across all their relationships. So So let's let's get get into into it. it. Welcome, welcome. In today's episode, we introduce the three C's. That's right. In our work with couples at When Love Works, you'll hear us refer to the three C's often because these are critical to your relationship's health. Yep. Last week was all about ego. Depending on how long it's been operating, that ego can really, really do some damage and create a lot of false reads and a lot of like dysfunctional culture in your relationship that doesn't track back to who you really are. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just like a bad bacteria in the gut. I mean, some of you um, people that study health or really, really strongly into your health understand if you have bad bacteria uh, in your gut, um, you know, you go and get probiotics and all this stuff to try to build up good, good bacteria in your gut. And it's the same way. I mean, it's very similar in the way that you would address this. The ego is basically bad bacteria in your mm-hmm. gut. And, you know, now it's your, you, this, is, this is you building it back. And mm-hmm. this is how today's um, uh, talk ties in with last week's. Mm-hmm. Now, because we believe that now that you've dethroned the, the ego, and if you haven't, again, go back and listen to episode seven. But we believe now that you've dethroned the ego or you're practicing it and you have the tools to practice dethroning the ego, now it's time to build that healthy culture back into your relationship with the three C's. And for us at, at When Love Works, the three C's stand for the first C is communication, the second C is conflict, and the third C is companionship. So the three C's are communication, conflict, and companionship. Yeah. And the letter this week reads this as such. Hi, When Love Works. Um, I grew up in a broken home and my partner grew up with parents that stayed together but clearly didn't like each other. Since day one, my partner and I have talked about what we didn't want because of what we saw in our parents' relationship, you know, around that. But it wasn't until recently that we realized that we did a great job of, you know, although we had done a great job of kind of accounting for what we didn't want in our relationship, we had no clue of what we actually wanted. Even still, we have no clue about what this should look like and how or where to begin. We also recognize that this ain't easy, and we both have softened our stance toward our parents because we realize they probably didn't have a good role model either or 
begin with a with a blueprint of how to go about this thing. Thank you very much because we we've listened to your podcast for the last few weeks and it's been great for helping us see what we shouldn't do, which we feel we are already great at. And we just wanted to ask if in the future the podcast will deal with building functionality instead of undoing dysfunctionality. Mm-hmm. Yes, listener, you are absolutely right. Thank you so much for listening to the Win Lovers podcast. To all of us, all of you all who are out there listening, we can't thank you enough. This listener is absolutely right. Up to this point, we have been addressing dysfunction first because we are intentional in that we believe the first step is awareness, right? The first step to any growth, any evolution is admitting where you are. That's the first step. So season one has been intentional relationship one-on-one because we recognize a lot of relationships are grounded in dysfunction. What not to do. And even think about when you're lost and you call someone and you ask for directions or you put in the GPS and you're asking for directions, the first thing you have to identify is where you are. After you ask someone for directions or be guided by a GPS, it all stems from where you are, your starting point. So though the main subject line in season one, Relationship 101, has been addressing dysfunction, we've always left you with some little functional ways, some little, a couple tools to combat that episode's topic. Right. But today's episode is going to be the first time that we introduce a tool first without it being directly attached to some overarching form of dysfunction. So thank you, listener, for asking that question. And just please know that we are very intentional in this season recognizing that we have to start from where a lot of relationships are. And the truth of the matter is a lot of us have relationships that start in dysfunction. So let's just admit it and say we're in a dysfunctional place and then do the work to get out of that. And sometimes, you know, not always, but sometimes um, it's a zero-sum equation. So when you get rid of dysfunction, you know, functionality actually seeps in. So um, just just something to think about. Mm -hmm. So the three C's. The listener asks, will we start with some functionality? So the three C's is foundational. If you are in a relationship, if you want your relationship to be healthy, you're going to have to have these three C's at the core of your relationship. The first one is all around communication. And the reason that it fits well into the episodes thus far is because we recognize that communication can be shut down by a couple things. And the first one is flat out the ego. Yeah. If you and your ego ain't no way in the world healthy communication is going to come out of that. Like you can literally be with a person for years. And if you are operating your ego, the communication around anything that you all have to brainstorm and come together with will be tainted. Right. Ego just doesn't want those type of conversations to happen. And again, go back to um, last week's episode because right. you'll really get the, the heart of why ego doesn't want you to have great communication. And why it views any uh, opposite, I mean, a disagreement as death itself. And, you know, that you, you know, losing an argument is like dying. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So the, um, second, the second part of why the first C has to be communication is just what Cullen just said. Like when you disagree even, it doesn't have to be an argument. Right. But if communication isn't a foundational part of your the, the good stuff that you put into your relationship, the good bacteria, like he said, you put in the gut, communication has to be there because we recognize that throughout life and throughout a relationship with another human being, you will disagree. But the goal is not to argue. 
Right. Like it could be a disagreement that is a brainstorming conversation where there are two people with two different ideals come together and find out, okay, now how are we going to coordinate so that our the way we move forward is going to be equitable and, and fair for both of us in this relationship. That only comes when you recognize the foundational truth that we can disagree, but we don't have to argue. Yeah. One of the greatest gifts that you can actually give your partner is the ability to, to share without being um, skewered at the end. I mean, because, I mean, most people just, you know, that are in relationships after they've been together for a while, um, when someone says something that you don't want to hear, they, you know, we're experts at attacking each other and getting, I mean, just really, really punishing a person for saying something that you don't want to hear. And I, I assure you that this is a mistake because the worst thing, I'm telling you, the only thing worse than hearing something that you might not want to hear, um, because hearing something that you want to hear is it may be benefiting it. Like the person might tell you, you know what, we would get along a lot better if you weren't this or you weren't that. And there may be some truth in what they're sharing with you. And it might hurt your feelings because this, you know, your partner uh, is the person that you want to impress probably more than anybody on the planet. So it might hurt your feelings, but you might not be able to deny the truth that came out of it. But the only thing worse than hearing your partner share with something that you might not want to hear is when your per when your partner stops talking altogether and you're left to wonder, oh my God, where are we? What's going on? What's the problem? Is there a problem? That's yeah. why, again, the first C in this work for healthy relationship culture, the the listener asks, what do we do? What should we be doing? The first thing you have to do is introduce that first C, communication. Free communication. Free yeah. flowing communication. Yes. You know, and, and the, the commonality in most things that work in, in nature and in humans, because we know we're made from all the same stuff, is things need to flow. And you you have to... You have to get past me and get to us. You you're not you you're not the single you know you're not single John that's that was in college. You're now married John or in a relationship John that is now like building you know functionality for two people as opposed to one. Mm -hmm. And so that it's a little tricky. Don't and don't beat yourself up with it. It may it may not come right away, but the intention if the intention is there, you will get better. And communication is foundational because you need it in every area of life. Don't just yeah. think that we're talking about, okay, I must have communication where we're able to recognize the ego and dethrone it and also where we're able to disagree without arguing. You need that at work too. Right. You need that in your professional life too. That's why this C is foundational to any healthy relationship because free-flowing communication must be in your toolbox. Well, think about this. Um, you know, you grew up in Indiana um, in a two-parent household, your girlfriend grew up in California in a single-parent household on the West Coast. You guys grew up unbelievably different, but you found commonality in each other. So your compatibility and, you know, it may, it's going to take you a long ways. I mean, it will. It, it, and it, it's actually a form of grace that it, it will take you a long way. But at some point, you guys will have to roll up your sleeves and do some work because mm -hmm. your the, the commonality 
is not going to follow you in every little crevice. And as a teammate, you guys are going to get to places. You know, you may say, well, I didn't grow up that way. We don't talk to each other like that. And that's a conversation. Either it's a conversation or it's a fight. Mm -hmm. Which You get to decide which one is going to be. Exactly. And so we started with that first C is communication because we recognize that if you don't have free-flowing communication in your relationship, you will end up at the second C, which is conflict. Right. And conflict is not a bad word. Go back and listen to our episode on, you know, how we define conflict and how it's truly trying to get your attention. Conflict is not a bad word. Make sure you make that a part of your living mantra. Conflict is not a bad word. That's why it's the second C here and it's important to your healthy relationship culture because in conflict, you recognize a couple things. Things that are in your blind spot, for one. You recognize areas that you can forgive. You recognize where accountability has to be. And you also get an opportunity to lead with love. Remember episode six where we talked about being a love leader. So conflict is a second C because you get an opportunity to do all of those things. Conflict is not a bad word. It's actually an opening for all of that opportunity. Right. This is where you get a chance to be creative. And like I was saying earlier, you know, you're not single, John, anymore. Now you're married or dating um, Elizabeth. And the two of you are trying to build, um, you're trying to build culture together. And if you let conflict trip trip you up, nine times out of 10, you're operating in the ego. You, you're saying my way, you know, both of you are fighting to have your way, which is, that's the ego. The ego is always trying to have its way because it's afraid of death and it's afraid of, you know, you know, being obsolete around every turn. Whereas if you're open to change and growth, you can come up with a solution that covers the both of you mm-hmm. in, in that creativity. And, and we don't even like, con- we, we, we use the word conflict here because it helps us keep our three C thing going. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's just something that you haven't addressed yet. It's an opportunity. Conflict is That's not all a bad it word. Is. It's an opportunity. So your second C has to be conflict is an opportunity. Conflict is not a bad word. You can, right. and again this season is all about the real work the relationships and relationships one on one and the real work behind it. And a lot of times the real work behind it is unlearning. So here, a lot of us learn that conflict is a horrible word. Conflict is has negative connotation. And here we're pushing you to, to just reset your learning and undo whatever learnings you had before and introduce the new moniker. Conflict is not a bad word. Conflict is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for me to forgive, for me to have accountability, for me to be held, you know, have to, to grow account in my accountability. It's an opportunity for me to be a love leader. It's so many opportunities in conflict. And it's an opportunity for us to have customized communication. That's right. why it's the second C. Right. We want to hear which of the C's come up for you so far. We only shared two. We have one more to go. But sometimes it's kind of tricky when you're like, okay, communication, okay, conflict. Maybe you need to pause and like let them sit, sit with each other, you know, see what comes up for you so far in these first two C's. Because the last C, companionship, is where we're flipping in and saying, okay, introduce companionship. And we want well, you to be we yeah. want you to introduce some tools around companionship because we right. want you to be very intentional. The first C communication sounds like okay, maybe, you know, around negativity. The second one, if you've been trained that conflict is negative, okay, it may have negative 
connotation. But the lastie companionship, we definitely want it to be framed and automatically solved in this positive light, right? So the first thing we want you to do around companionship is introduce gratitude. Yes. Like, grat- gratitude is the fertilizer for healthy relationship culture. And I'm going to say that again. Ha- gratitude is the fertilizer for healthy relationship culture. That's one of the most famous women love works quotes. So, I, 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 you know, this is, I mean, it's so important. I mean, you can, people, you can always tell people who are, like, are in a healthy place in their relationship or even newlyweds or whatever. You know, most most people that are new in their relationship are extremely happy and they still believe everything is possible. But you also have people who have been together for years and you can't tell that they're not newlyweds because of the way they speak and speak with each other and the way that they operate with each other. And the difference that we have seen is because of the gratitude. They're, they're not assuming that this is just supposed to happen or or that's supposed to happen they they're actually active and they recognize that they are on the front line of keeping their relationship you know you know if, if, if their relationship needs this they're the first person to go out and get that if it needs that they go out and get that they do do whatever it takes and they're engaged and they also recognize that their partner owes them nothing Nothing. We don't owe each other anything. Mm-hmm. You know, having that mentality is, is 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 entitlement. You know, we love each other. Go, you know, coming from a place of love and gratitude. Now that person, everything they do, if it falls into a place of where you're feeling you're appreciative of them instead of feeling entitled, like that person owes you that, you have now given that person such a gift. It's that's so amazing. That it 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 has it has built within it the 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 you know encouragement to continue to pour into you because you're not treating them as a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. That's why companionship is the seed that gives back. It is going to be the one that's going to keep the relationship so full of life and love. It yes. has to be first grounded in gratitude. Secondly, it has to be a space where you both can customize your love practice. Remember, we always talk about is two people coming together. But think about it, even if you think about it in a professional sense, companionship works in that way as well. Like you're on working with other people. If you're not grateful that you're in a space to have other people give you some feedback, then I don't know what to tell you. Like companionship is real. We have to get to the place where we're grateful to have another set of eyes giving us feedback. Another right. person, another human being that's able to see things that we can't. Companionship really asks us to think about how grateful we are for someone to, to catch our blind spots. They call blind right. spots for a reason. We can't see them. And relationships by their nature, one of our grounding definitions is relationships can be a mirror. Right? So in companionship, you get a chance to customize your love practice. Think about what we shared as a definition of a healthy relationship in episode one. Think about how we talked about how love and fear can coexist in, in other episodes. So if you are really s- believing that this C is foundational to your relationship, you'll understand that companionship is an opportunity to customize your love practice. Right. And I, what I want to say to you also, and this this is... Um, a lot of people that treat treat relationships, in a, you know, they they still seeing relationships as performance based. You know, they're you know, it's like the Janet Jackson songs, like "What Have You Done for Me Lately?" You know, but that's egoic. 
You know, when you're in that place where you think it's your partner's responsibility to keep you entertained or or keep you stimulated or stuff like that, you're in a you're in a egoic place. I mean, that stuff works for Hollywood, but in real in the real world, very deadly and detrimental to the to the health in a, in a relationship. And what I'm suggesting to you is, I mean, I just I just want to tell you about. Um, you know, some we, someone we know, and they wouldn't mind us sharing it, but I would never put their name out there. But they, they told, you know, they were, you know, this this particular person um, was dating um, someone. I don't even want to give their sex away, but they were two people dating one another, and and um, you know, this person was extremely, you know, they they were in that mode of performance based based relationship. And raised to believe that it was, you know, someone's job to keep them entertained and stimulated and stuff like that. So, long story short, they they ran into a rough patch, and um, you know, the person, the one person wasn't feeling appreciated, and they just got tired of it. You know, it, it just was wearing down on them. So they decided that to move on, and the other person, operating in their ego, said. Go on then, because you know they they were caught up in the fact like their whole life they believed it's this person's responsibility to entertain me, to uphold me, to stimulate me. So when this person decided to move on, they were still caught in that space, in that egoic space. And when this person moved on, we you know um, this person reached out. The person, who, the person who left left, and the person that stayed was the one that reached out to us because they immediately that we had spoken to this person before and advised against this and we tried to catch them before we could get to that space we were early on and this was their relationship was in a disrepair that we we couldn't catch up to it was already in a place of disrepair and they really weren't listening to us when this person walked out the door the when you know let's say john and helen when john left and Helen was still there. You know, immediately there was sobriety around that issue. She was like, oh, my God, you know, what have I done? And because that we take for granted, like, I mean, companionship is the most underrated. It's the most underrated thing that comes with a relationship. And it's not to people walk out that door that people then start to become sober and they say, oh my God, what have I done? And sometimes it's too late. Sometimes people say, oh yeah, let's get back together and they fix it and do whatever. But sometimes when people leave out that door, they just don't come back. And and, and I'm not trying to preach fear here or, or try to build, I'm trying to make my case around fear. I'm just saying, the what I am, but what I am trying to do is say, be be intentional about your actions. If, if you truly... And take into consideration that companionship is real, and people are bringing a ton of value, and it it, it may not be as 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 um, dramatic or as as um, you know it's it's not it's not a headliner, but it, you know it's not it's not that thing that um, companionship doesn't bring a lot of attention to itself. And because it's one of the oldest things that you bring to the relationship, it's easy to take it for granted. But I am telling you right now, don't fall for it because it is something that you will miss once that person walks out the door.
That's why we wrote Love Literacy. It's a conscious journey to healthy relationships. Never suffer in silence or struggle in love. Get your copy of Love Literacy. It's available in print, ebook, and the audio book is available right now for pre-order. Get your copy of Love Literacy today. Mm-hmm. Similarly, again, in the professional setting, don't take for granted your opportunity to be in a space with like-minded people working toward one mission, whatever the job is, whatever, whatever that looks like. Just companionship has to be grounded in gratitude, an opportunity to customize how you all love each other. And it has to be a space for you to co-create the healthy system, the ecosystem that you want. Because remember, right. a relationship is a closed environment. Right. So companionships allow a companionship that lastly allows you to say, wait, this is a closed environment. What are we, teamwork, what are we going to put into this closed environment for it to be healthy? Right. So companionship is the best seat because it allows you to say, oh, I'm good at this. I want to add this. I want to customize this. Okay, we, oh no, we don't want to have fear here. Let me add this because that's all about love. And finally, I am grateful for being in a space with other people who I'm able to, you know, reflect off, give me feedback, recognize my blind spots. That's why the last seat companionship is very important. Right. Um, you know, all around you, you have people that are in various different stages of functionality and dysfunctionality. Don't be in judgment. Learn. Grow. Watch. Absorb. And understand. And, and watch how they talk to, how people talk to one another. And see the difference that makes. And see the, the people, you know, see how much difference. If you, if you have people in your life who do show gratitude to one another, watch how that relationship unfolds. Because, I mean, there are examples all around you. Examples are there. These three C's are very evident. Watch how people talk to one another. Communication. Watch how they deal with uh, challenges that may come up, any issues that may come up. And then watch how people are in companionship, how how grateful they are to have that partner. These three C's you can see and learn from. That's why this week's truth trigger we want you to take away as you're learning all this week and being proactive in your relationship health and starting with the um, healthy culture and starting with functionality. The truth trigger for this week is see it through. The letter C, it through. Your, your truth trigger for this week, see it through. And we intentionally use the letter C, not S-E-E, but the letter C, see it through. If you feel like you don't even know where to start with these three C's, then please visit our website at whenloveworks.com and schedule your consultation. We don't want anyone struggling with any development needs, right? These skills we recognize, again, aren't fluid and just accessible and and weren't given to us. But if you feel like, okay, I understand the three C's, but I don't even know where to begin, like the letter um, we received from this listener, they was like, I don't even know where to start. I know it's not supposed to be this, but I know what it's supposed to happen. I don't even know where to start. If you feel like that, then reach out to us, schedule a consultation. We definitely want to hear from you. Yeah. Like she said, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know you're listening. Leave us a voice message. Inb- inbox us or share share your name. And, you know, in that, share your name and your city, of course. And uh, <clears throat> yeah. we want to hear from you. Definitely. Remember to keep us on your notifications so you can get notified every time a Win Love Works podcast episode is released. We release a fresh one for you every Friday. You can even click the sponsor button where you are excited about it and you want to support our episode and everything we're doing at Win Love Works. Click the button and we'd love to for you to support this podcast, keep us doing what we're doing, and definitely any sponsorships. 
We want to hear from you. Any questions you have about relationships, also email us. Email your questions, any thoughts about sponsorship, or any support you want to give us to wlwdevelops at gmail.com. That's wlwdevelops at gmail.com. Send us your questions, and you may be on an upcoming episode. Well, that's our time, and thank you for joining us. And we hope you'll join us next week on the on the Win Love Works podcast for more bite-sized conscious made consciousness made actionable. Until, Until next time, time. bye. bye. The joy.